Welcome to Innovations in Leadership, a Success League radio production. This is a podcast focused on customer success and the leaders who are designing and implementing best practices in our field. This podcast is brought to you by the Success League, a consulting and training firm focused on developing customer success programs that drive revenue. My name is Kristen Hayer, and I'm the host of Innovations in Leadership and the founder and CEO of the Success League. And I'm excited today to talk with Taylor Niffen from Engaged MD. Taylor was the director of CS and is now the director of New Market Readiness. And we're going to talk about something that I know many of you face, and that's how to up-level your support team. So Taylor, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. So before we dive in on the topic, can you share a little bit with the audience about how you ended up in CS? Sure. I ended up in CS kind of by accident, to be honest. I joined EngagedMD close to seven years ago as the client relationship manager. And I was the very first hire that EngagedMD brought on board. And they had at this phase in the company's history, several healthcare clinics and needed help managing them. So I was hired for that role. And over my first few years there, customer success was becoming more and more of a thing. And I brought this to my boss and said, Hey, I think we need to brand ourselves as a customer success team and, you know, really focus in on that as we grow. And that's what we did. Very cool. So tell me why you felt you needed to up-level your support team. What was going on at the time? This project, I'll call it, really kicked off about a year ago now, a little little more than a year ago. And what had happened is we historically at, I'll say, early 2022 had three CSMs and two support people, support specialists on our support team. And one of those support specialists got promoted to a different position in the company, which was fantastic for her. But at the time, we made the decision to not backfill that role and to just have our one support person managing all of support. Up until that point, our two support people were both managing support, but also very involved in other projects. And so we thought it would be, you know, enough for one person to handle all of support on their own at the volume that we had coming in at that time. We were wrong. (laughs) And what we found was that with one person managing support, our CSMs were getting pulled into escalated issues at a rate that they had never been before. Our customers were waiting extremely long wait times to get their answers, to even get answers to their questions and get their issues resolved. And we were getting a lot of customer complaints, frankly, and they were coming up to me as the director of the customer success team as well. So we recognized that there was a lot of opportunity for us to improve. Okay. What was the impact to your customers of not having the great support? I know you mentioned like wait times. Was anything else going on? Yeah. Wait times were the biggest one. I mean, we have all this data to back it up, but our our SLA service level agreement says that we should be getting an answer back to every customer that reaches out to us within 24 hours. And we were not able to keep up with that. We were sometimes waiting two, three days to get back to customers, depending on the volume that was coming in. Um, some of our customers that had more complex 
issues that they were writing in with did not feel like they were getting quality responses because our one support person was so overwhelmed that they were just, you know, trying to stay afloat and didn't necessarily have the bandwidth to go deep on an issue and really Mm -hmm. dig in to understand what was going on. And so the added part there was that if there was a bug, for example, our support person didn't necessarily have the bandwidth to help our product team really figure out what was going on. So it really started spiraling out from there and starting to affect not just our support individual itself, but also our CSMs, our product team, things like that. Customers would loop in their CSM and then eventually they would come up to me as the director of the team as well. Yeah. Well, and that had to have had a kind of a morale impact on your team as well. hundred percent. Yeah. I think everybody was feeling the stress and feeling frustrated, quite frankly. Yeah. What were some of the other impacts on your CS team? We really encourage our CSMs to obviously, you know, build and maintain relationships with our customers, but also like to grow our accounts. We view our CSMs as a, as a revenue team and they didn't have the bandwidth to do any of those tasks that we encouraged them to do. So they were falling short on their goals because they didn't have the time to, you know, go out and upsell or cross sell products to our customers. They were spending the majority of their time dealing with reactive issues. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really discouraging, especially if you have major revenue goals that you're trying to hit. So yeah. Tell me what you did to up-level the team. What was your approach? So we really took this in a a two-part way. The first was we needed to hire. We recognized very quickly that, you know, we had made a mistake. One person was not enough to fully support all of our customers from a support perspective. And so we brought on an additional support person. Historically, we had treated our support positions as entry-level positions because we found that they were, they are an incredible way to learn our product, our company, the industry, every facet. And we've found that people who have started out in support at Engaged and Me have been able to grow into many different areas. So it's been successful in the past, but what we found that we needed in this case was somebody who could grow with support and who could ensure that there wasn't, you know, as there was turnover, we weren't losing out on our SOPs and our processes and things like that. So what we decided to do in this case was not just bring on a second support person, but bring on a support lead, somebody that had experience in customer support and could really lead this team as Engaged MD continues to grow. So we hired a support lead. He joined us back in, I want to say last May of 2022. And then we ended up having some turnover on that team as well. So we hired a second person last summer. And so we had a fully staffed support team of two. Okay. So that was part one of what we did just to really write the ship and get us in a place where we were no longer putting out fires. The second phase of this up-leveling support that we did was once we had our two support people in seat, trained, operating as they needed to within our support team, I said, okay, we have two people on this team now. We know two people have worked efficiently or historically that there's been bandwidth when there's two people. And so we, we know that what's not going to work with one, we know that two is bandwidth. What else can we give our support team members to fill up their bandwidth and help them help our CSMs? 
And so what I did is I worked with our CSMs to look at all the things that they're doing, all the interactions they have with customers in a given week or a month and made a full list. And I asked them, which of these would you categorize as a proactive interaction? And which of these would you categorize as a reactive interaction? And then narrowing in on the reactive tasks, I said, which one of these are, which of these are repeatable? Which of these are you doing again and again for multiple customers? And we identified two areas and I said, all right, CSMs are not going to be responsible for this anymore. These two are going to our support team. And so last fall, we trained our support individuals how to take these two tasks off of our CSM's plate. It was one, our pricing model is per seat. So when a customer of ours needed to add a new seat, there are a lot of a list of tasks that were involved in that working with our billing team, getting a change order signed, updating Salesforce, communicating all of this back to the customer. And this is falling on the CSMs. And we said, this is a repeatable task. Our support team can handle all this. So that was the first thing that we updated our SOPs and trained our support team members to be able to do. And the second was fulfilling custom data requests. Our customers wanted unique reports on their utilization, how they were using engaged MD, that used to have to go through our CSMs. And this is going to be pretty time consuming depending on what the request is, if it means us working with our data analytics manager, getting approval to share patient information because we work in a healthcare space. And if you're sharing patient information, that needs to go through a lot of rounds of approval. And this was, again, eating up a lot of CSM time. And so our support team members were trained up on how to fulfill these data requests and work with all the various engaged MD team members who helped make these happen. And yeah, once we trained up our support team members, they since last fall have been fully owning those two tasks. And it's really allowed our CSMs to focus more of their time on proactive tasks and less on reactive. Well, that was, yeah, that was what I was going to ask. You've been going with that process now for a, l- a little over six months, it sounds like. What changes have you seen in terms of improvement for your customers and improvement for your CSMs? Yeah, it's been huge. (laughs) I will start with our customers. Our biggest annual conference that we go to is in October. So this was right after we'd hired and everyone was trained, but before we'd even done the part two of what I just talked about, which is transitioning the reactive tasks over, we went to this conference and this is our biggest chance of the year to interact with our customers. And the number of customers we had come up to our booth and just share anecdotal feedback and said, I don't know what you did, but the change in our support has been night and day over the last couple of months. And just hearing that anecdotally from customers was amazing. And it shows in the data too. I mean, right. I mentioned earlier, it was taking us a couple of days to get back. Our SLAs now are being met. We're getting back to customers in under, I think an Average is under eight hours during business hours. Our customer support ratings have skyrocketed. So the support needs are being met for our customers, which is fantastic. For our CSMs, I always like to look at the ratio of how much time is being spent on proactive tasks versus reactive tasks. And always trying to keep that scale in balance and minimize the reactive tasks. And I feel like our CSMs are now at the better balance where they are able to 
you know, work on growing our accounts. They're much more revenue minded and revenue focused now. And that has to do with some other efforts we've been doing on our team. But I think these two things go hand in hand, right? I mean, they're not being dragged into support escalations or putting out fires. They can really focus on, you know, upselling a product, strengthening a relationship, understanding what's going to bring the customer value and not spending their calls with customers talking through it, a bug or an issue. Yeah, that's great. That's a great result. Just that by itself. And then the customer stuff is also great too. In all of this, is there anything you wish you'd done differently? Uh, besides doing it sooner? Um, yeah, well. <laughs> I mentioned that we made the decision to hire a support lead who brought some experience and could really ensure that we were setting our support team up for success. And as we continue to grow, we'll be the one kind of calling the shots and support. And I think that was so valuable. And I, I know I just made the joke about doing it sooner, but I, I wish that I had had someone to lean on earlier when I was making these decisions or helping to make these decisions about support that could really speak. Cause I think one of the challenges, at least for me, and I, I can't speak for other people, but as the director of customer success and support, I was kind of overseeing these two teams, but I myself come from more of a success background. Yes. In the early days of engagement, I was doing both. I was answering support tickets and managing our relationships. And so I've, I've done both, but I think as our company continued to grow, I naturally fell on more of the success side. And so having somebody with the support experience to lean on was so invaluable. I wish I'd had that perspective sooner so that I didn't have to wait as long to, to learn and then make the decisions ultimately. That's great. Thank you for sharing that because I feel like sometimes it, it really helps people to know, you know, the good, of course, but also what do you wish you'd done differently too? What is the biggest piece of advice that you'd give to a CS leader who's looking to up-level their support organization? The most interesting piece of this entire project for me was once we had a support team that was stable and in place and filling the needs was that part two, was working with CSMs to really drill in deep on what they're doing and then identifying things that can be passed on by somebody else. We want our CSMs to be working at the height of their role, right? We don't want them spending time doing things that can be done by other people on the team because CSMs are, they're so talented and we want them spending all of their time working with customers and not doing things that they don't need to be doing. And so my advice would be sit down with your CSMs, have them task track for a week, two weeks, a month, write down what they're doing and collect all of that information from your CSMs and then look for trends. What's the proportion of proactive to reactive? And then from the reactive tasks, what do they not need to be doing? What can someone else be doing? Um, and if you can identify one, two, three different things that you can hand off, make that happen. That would be my advice. That's great advice. If you're getting ready to kind of think through your staffing model too, it's a great exercise for that because then you can figure out, you know, how much time is it gonna take? to serve the customers. And from there, you can kind of back into a ratio of customers per CSM and you can start to really be realistic about 
the time it takes to serve. And so I think that analysis you did is good for many, many things. And it's a really good project for people to work on. Yeah. It's something that we've done a couple times in the history of Engaged MD. I know I've mentioned that balance between reactive and proactive so often in this conversation. And it's something I think about all the time. And even a few years ago, we did this. We realized that the balance was way off with reactive tasks related to implementation. And we created a whole new team dedicated to implementations so that our CSMs could only focus on the existing customer relationships. So I think it's so good to just be in touch with that balance throughout the life or throughout for all your CSMs and then make sure that your staffing and the things that are on their plate are aligned with what you actually want those DSMs to be doing. That's great. Okay, chance to off-road a little bit here at the end. Um, What do you see as the biggest trend in customer success right now and, and why? Oh gosh, I will say what I've experienced personally, and I don't know if this is across the entire field of CS, but I love showing up to a conversation with a loose agenda, obviously, it's good to be prepared, but not trying to control the conversation too much. And really just listening to your customers and being prepared to not be prepared and to follow where the conversation goes, because those are the conversations where you learn the most about your customers and what they care about. If you show up to a call just wanting to listen and ask good questions, that is going to get you so much further than coming prepared with a slide deck to the nines and, you know, every minute of your hour allotted for. So I I get the sense that that is a trend that I'm noticing. I don't want to speak for everybody. And I have, obviously I think there's always value in coming prepared. I'm not saying show up ill prepared for calls, but um, this trend of, wait a minute, let's take a step back. This isn't about us. This is about the customer. So let's show up and actually let them talk. Yeah, I I do see that as a trend. I don't, I don't think you're alone. I think that the best CS professionals do that naturally. And I think more and more CS leaders are starting to realize that the real value that CS professionals bring to the table is in being consultants to their clients. And the way that you can do that is by asking good questions and listening to the answers and adjusting on the fly your questions that you have. It takes practice, but it is something that you can learn. We teach a class on how to ask good questions as part of our program. There's other people that are, you know, teaching conversation skills like that out there. But if that's something that somebody who's listening to this is struggling with, I would say that is an important thing for you to learn. And it just takes a lot of practice and you do get a lot more out of listening than you do talking. A hundred percent. I will say the thing that helps me the most with this, I didn't do this because I wanted to be better in my customer calls, but I started taking improv classes about five years ago and I've been involved in the improv comedy world since then. And it is the thing that I have done in my life that has helped me become more comfortable in conversations able to think on my feet and a better listener, 100%. I think it's made me better at my job. Yeah. Well, I think too, you know, there's a, we're people that want to help. That's part of why we got into this field. And so there's a tendency to want to help through sharing information and talking and being the experts. But 
sometimes we go in wrong directions then because we don't have enough real information about what's going on with the customer. And so I think if we can kind of get out of that mindset a little bit, that helps to move the conversation forward in a way that benefits the customer better. And I think people are starting to recognize that and and move more in that direction. So I love that you brought that up. That's great. Yeah. I'll open it up one kind of step further too, and just say when I ask questions or when I encourage my team members to ask questions of their customers, I don't only want to know about how they're using EngageMD or what's going well or what's not going well and they're using EngageMD. I want to know what other challenges that they're facing. What are they going to their boss about complaining about because they want to pull their hair out, right? What's on their 60-day road plan? Because if we can identify other challenges that they're facing, even things outside of the scope of what EngageMD can help with today, then we know where to build our product and what direction to continue growing in. And that is so important, right? Like it has to be bigger than just your solution. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and your ideas on up-leveling support are great. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you directly, what's the best way for them to reach out? I would say my LinkedIn. My name is Taylor Niffin, K-N-I-F-F-I-N. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, send me a message, and I'd love to chat. Okay, great. Well, Taylor, thanks again. And I also want to thank our producer, Russell Bourne, and our audio expert, Nika Rivers. This podcast is a production of Success League Radio. To learn more about the Success League's consulting and training offerings, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io. For more great customer success content, follow the Success League on LinkedIn or at TSL Customers on Twitter. You can subscribe to Success League Radio on Apple, Google, Amazon, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time.